Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I woke up this morning and I was thinking about efficiency when studying a language. So my last two episodes were about how long I've been studying for, so I'm going to continue on that sort of language studying theme today. And what I was thinking about this morning is, in Japanese, there are these, there's this thing uh, called pitch accent, where you have to try and correctly pronounce two words that are the same word, but when you pronounce them, they're pronounced differently because the tone is different. So I'll try and give you an example. Uh, so there's a word hashi, which means bridge, uh, but this word can also mean chopsticks. Um, and I think the difference between the two is hashi, hashi. Now, I think that's probably completely wrong, and there's a reason why. Um, I don't care about pitch accent. I don't study pitch accent and I feel like if I did I'd be wasting a lot of effort uh, trying to do that. Now I'll tell you how this relates to learning English in a bit um, but I'll just carry on with with this uh, sort of like Japanese explanation for a bit longer. I think if I was to say uh, I walked over some chopsticks I, wa I crossed some chopsticks, I'm pretty sure, even if I use the wrong pronunciation, even if I use the wrong tone, someone can work out what I'm saying. Or if I say, I ate my meal with a bridge, I'm pretty sure someone's going to know, okay, that's just the wrong tone. And there are other examples as well. I think there's like, ame, ame, um, which is rain and sweets. If I said, I like eating rain, I think people would understand the game. But there are so many videos out there on YouTube that talk about pitch accent and try to warn you about the dangers 
of not learning pitch accent and um, how how bad it will be if you don't do it and I don't know, no one's going to understand you and it's almost like they try to scare you <laughs> into learning this pitch accent thing. I think for me, um, I would rather know a thousand words uh, spoken incorrectly, you know, so a, a thousand words where your pronunciation isn't perfect than only know a hundred words but be able to pronounce those 100 words perfectly. If I don't know that many words, but I know how to pronounce them perfectly, that's not that much use to me. If I know lots of words, but I don't know how to pronounce them perfectly, that's much more useful, isn't it? Now the problem with focusing on pitch accent, or focusing on pronunciation, is that it takes effort. It takes a lot of effort um, if I want to introduce pitch accent into my studies. I'm not only learning the word and the characters for the word, but I also have to try and remember pitch accent as well. So that requires more effort, meaning every word I learn becomes just a little bit harder to learn. And when you're trying to learn thousands of words, so in my Anki deck there are currently over 10,000 words, um, that extra little bit of effort becomes a lot of effort. Now, I think everyone, well, maybe most people who are learning English um, want to get like really, really good pronunciation, you know, sort of like near native levels of pronunciation. And I think that's fine to focus on at some point, you know. I think it's fine to fo focus on studying this when you've got to the point where you're comfortable in English. You already know enough words. You know, you don't need to learn more words. Or you've got to the point where you're learning words, but very few. You know, sometimes you discover a new word once a week or something like that. And uh, most of the time, all the words you're seeing, you, you know what they are. I think that's probably a good time to start to focus on that kind of thing. When, when, the, when you really understand the language when it's um, when it's become almost like second nature to you when it's something you do effortlessly I think that's a good time to do it because then you don't have to concentrate on learning words so much you can just or you don't have to concentrate on speaking English so much or learning English you can just focus just on you know, making your pronunciation as good as you can and I also think that until you get to that point it's very hard to perfect your pronunciation and there's a reason for this and that is because until you reach a very high level of English it's very hard to be able to detect the small differences between accents so for example if you listen to American English and British English and they sound the same to you uh, how are you going to how are you going to form uh, a perfect accent. It's probably going to be impossible if you can't do that. If you can't tell the difference between someone from Liverpool and someone from London, how are you going to get the kind of accent you're after? For me, I can, I can just about tell the difference between um, like a Tokyo style accent and a Kyoto style accent or Kanto and Kansai um, style accent. 
So I really don't think I'm at the point where I need to bother that much about um, perfecting uh, my pr pronunciation or working too much on that. As an English person, I can tell you that we're quite used to hearing different countries' accents. I think everyone has some idea, certainly European countries that are close to us, everyone has some idea of what a French accent sounds like, or a German accent, or a Spanish accent, or Italian accent, and uh, so on. We've got some idea. Um, I think when it comes to, like, sort of Scandinavian countries, um, we sort of lose a bit, like, we, we don't, we're not so clear about that, and we think maybe they all sort of sound a bit similar. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but my point is, we hear lots of different accents. Oh yes, and of course, Indian accents as well. Um, they're quite popular. They're, they're well known over here. So we're used to hearing accents, and we're used to understanding English when it's spoken with a different ac accent. And I think we actually quite like it as well. It's quite fun to try and imitate, to try and copy um, English when it's spoken in a different accent. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't stress about it too much. I wouldn't worry about pronunciation too much, as long as you can be understood. I think that's the most important thing to focus on, being understood. If you can have a conversation with someone in English, in, and you can practice that often, your English will get better and better. It just, it just ha ha it has to. The more you practice something, the better you get at it. Um, if you can't have a conversation in English um, because your pronunciation is so hard for um, English speakers to understand, then yes, I think there's definitely a reason to focus on pronunciation at that point. Um, but until then, until you have that problem, I don't think there's any point in trying to fix it yet. Wait until you get really good and then you can focus all of your time on uh, perfecting an accent. Because I know there are a lot of people who are very interested in um, getting, like, trying to get perfect accent now, and I just feel it's a bit too soon. There's lots of videos on YouTube that seem to be very popular about, um, you know, improving your accent, and it's probably just a bit too soon. Having said that, um, there's no, there's at the same time, there's nothing wrong with doing that if you enjoy it, if it's fun for you by all means, do it. Um, I'm just trying to say, perhaps, don't spend too much time on it. Don't give too much of your energy for studying to um, trying to improve uh, your accent, your pronunciation, that kind of thing. But of course, this is going to differ. It's going to change depending on which is your native language. So I find it I find it easy, I think lots of English people find it easy to understand um, people who come from European countries, we hear that accent often. Um, also uh, Polish as well, and Romanian and Bulgarian, again they all seem like really easy uh, for me to understand. Um, and as I said before, the Indian accent, uh, because we have a lot of people from around uh, that area, and uh, Pakistan as well. Um, so yeah, no problem with those, I don't think. But, but I will say, um, one, the harder accents for us to, to understand, like 
foreign accents for us to understand are probably going to be uh, from Eastern countries uh, like Korea, like China, like Japan, like Taiwan, and uh, so on. And out of all of those countries, the most difficult accent, uh, foreign accent to understand, is the Japanese one. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, I remember when I first became interested uh, in the language, and I would listen to a group called Brilliant Green, and some of those songs were sung entirely in English. Like the, you know, all of the lyrics were completely in English. And I could probably understand about 10% of what was said. The accent was so amazingly strong. And uh, I, I just couldn't make anything out. It's like every now and again, I could hear a word. Sometimes I think I heard it correctly, but the lyrics made no sense. And I looked it up and I realized they didn't say that at all. <laughs> it was a completely different word. Um, so yeah, I think if you are from an Eastern country, I'm sorry, but you're um, you're going to have to put a bit more effort in um, to making it, getting your pronunciation to a level where it can be easily understood. But yeah, Japanese people are going to have to work a lot harder, I'm afraid. And uh, there's a reason for that. It's because your language doesn't have many sounds in it. Um, if you compare Japanese to Korean, I th Korean has a lot more of these unique uh, sounds, much more close to England. I think there's about 2,000 of them or something like that. I can't remember the exact figures, whereas I think Japanese only had around 200. So there's all these, there's all these extra sounds in other languages um, that your mouth, is not used to making uh, because you've never practiced them before. So um, it's a lot harder to pronounce English for Japanese speakers. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I will say that there is some good news and that's if you're going to practice um, like a language exchange, do a language exchange, the person you're practicing with will have had lots of experience uh, trying to understand your native language um, so for me, I can listen to Japanese English, like English with a Japanese accent, and understand it, no trouble, even if the accent is incredibly strong. I can go back and I can listen to uh, Brilliant Green, and I can listen to their to what they, they were saying, and I understand it now. Um, so yeah, so if you find someone who's studying a native language, you'll be okay, even if you've got a really strong accent, and um, you can practice, you can uh, increase your English like speaking ability up to the point where you can start to focus on pronunciation and your accent. Anyway, that is it for today. Um, hope you have a lovely day and see you again next time. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating, or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.